Hi, my name is Angela. Welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Heal Thy Feminine. Here's where I discuss the importance of connecting to and healing your inner girl in order to embody healthy femininity. So I hope that you guys are still reciting your affirmation from last week's episode of I will not chase in 2023, particularly as we are winding down the month of January and we will be getting a new month this week. So it is very important that we keep that energy going, that we keep that momentum going and that we learn our value. You know, people who chase things think that whatever they're chasing is better than they are. And this is with anything. This is with people. This is with money. This is with jobs. Don't chase anything. Chasing is a very desperate energy. It's an energy that whenever something's being chased, the natural instinct for that particular thing is to run. So if you chase something, it's going to run. So don't chase, attract. So that's just a little bit for you ladies um, that were with me last week. Just keep that in mind. So let's get into today's topic, though. So today we are talking about the importance of self-care. Now, I understand that self-care is talked a lot about online. Um, There is a lot of people posting about their self-care routine on social media, their skincare routine their day at the spa and even though those things are very important it is very important to take care of our outer girl right it's very important that we have good hygiene that we um take good care of our skin that we eat healthily that we exercise that we you know use the right moisturizers for our skin we use sunscreen things like that we go to the spa we relax we unwind we get in zen all of those things are so so important to your overall femininity right but just taking care of the outside persona your outside self your outside girl is not really the core essence of femininity because femininity is an inside thing, right? So you can be very womanly on the outside. You can dress the part. You can play the part. You can have the makeup. You can do the skincare routine. You can go to the spa. But if on the inside, you're a raging maniac full of masculine energy or wounded feminine energy then you're not displaying what this is all about which is embodying healthy femininity and with anything right when it comes to losing weight when it even comes to your skin when it comes to anything when it comes to being healthy everything starts from the inside out so it is very important that we do self-care of our souls of our subconscious of our inner girl so, yes, get the massages. Yes, get the great skincare line. Yes, you know, drink water, eat healthy, make sure your skin is good. 
Make sure you get your eight hours of sleep. Do all those things. But do not forget how important it is to take care of your inner girl. And so on today's episode, I'm going to give you three ways to take care of your inner girl. Right? Um, So let's just get right into these. I'm not going to... Um, hold you because I know everyone likes when people get to the point. So let's get into number one. So number one is having some type of meditation practice. Um, And even if you're not a meditation type person, but if you just take some time to sit quietly, um, this could also be for girls who are um, more into with praying, you also can pray. Um, but whatever you do, I want you to focus within, right? Not anything that's going on in the outside. Um, and maybe actually let's, let's leave prayer out of this one because with meditation, it's about receiving. It's about being quiet and still and seeing what comes, but not giving it too much energy so with prayer prayer is a more active thing so actually i'm scratch let's scratch prayer let's just call meditation meditation but if you don't like that word or you don't like the the um original connotation or maybe if you find it too difficult which is difficult for everyone the first times you do it but it's something that requires practice so basically you're just gonna sit with yourself and we can start off with small increments of 10 minutes until you feel like you can do 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Um, But just sit still. And just all of the thoughts that come to your mind, whether they're overthinking, whether anxiety thoughts, whether they're anger, resentment, whatever the thoughts are, just accept them. Accept them, but don't give them any energy. Like, don't entertain them. For example... So you're sitting quietly, your eyes are closed, and it's really good if you do this sitting up some way. So if you can sit on the floor or if you need to prop up against the couch or sit on the couch or whatever you need to do. But it's better if you do this sitting up so you're less likely to fall asleep. But for example, when it comes to the... So when when you be still and you don't think of anything or try not to think of anything... Thoughts will just automatically pop into your head and they'll distract you. Um, And then you will get distracted. So what happens is you need to realize that the thoughts that are coming to your head are not your particular thoughts. Now, I know that may seem weird because you're like, of course, they're my thoughts. They're in my head. Right. But the thing about it is that there's so many thoughts that come up from your subconscious, from your consciousness, based on what you've been through today, yesterday, this week, this month, the last couple of months, that are kind of vibing for energy from you. Because things thrive in your reality because of the energy that you give to it, right? And it's no different with your thoughts. So the important thing to do is just to... Observe them thoughts. So, for example, you're you're quiet. You're sitting still in a thought of like, I wonder if I turn the heater off. Or I wonder when he's going to call me. 
or why hasn't he called me? Like thoughts like that popping up in your head. Don't react to them. Don't give them inner energy. Don't say, hmm, don't give them further energy, right? Just let them go. Don't force yourself to say, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this. I need to be quiet. I need to not think anything. Don't force yourself because that's also giving it energy. So you just say, you just let the thought come to your mind, but you don't react to it. You don't come out of meditation and check your phone or you don't get up to go see if you turn the heater off like you don't do any of those things you just let the thought go just let it go because it will go it will pass right it's it's you're not giving energy so it has to pass and the next thought will come after a while of practicing this so it may not happen the first few times you do it especially if you're doing it for a short amount of time like 10 minutes but after a while of practicing this say a couple months you'll realize that your thoughts are really not your particular thoughts consciously. Like they're coming from your subconscious based on issues or things that are programmed within it. And But after a while, you'll start getting, instead of getting like intrusive thoughts, you'll start to get thoughts of inspiration, of answers to questions that you've had. Um, ideas, intuition will come to you, things like that. So it'll take a while. It's not an overnight thing, but if you keep with it, it definitely will help you connect to your inner girl because you'll be able to listen to her voice. Like her voice will come up to you and then you can handle those issues. So if she says, like if you're meditating one day, you get this thought of like, I really like was upset when so-and-so didn't bring me flowers that day, right? That's not just like an anxious thought, but that's like a thought that has some type of like, feeling and some type of um attachment to how you really feel right what's really affecting you at the core you may not know like you may say i don't know why i've been in a bad mood a couple days but you meditate and the thought comes like i really want him to send me flowers or you know what like i don't trust him and you can you can sit with that and say go through that and say well why once you get out of the meditation you can say okay why why don't I trust this person? Are they flighty? This type of things. So you'll you'll see that your inner girl, your subconscious mind will start to give you information. And sometimes it's revealing information. Sometimes it's intuition about a situation, a person, place, or thing. Sometimes it may be answers that you have been looking for. You know, but that is a part of self-care is connecting with your inner self. A lot of times we are afraid to really connect or maybe not even afraid, but we just don't know that we should connect with our inner selves. We're so busy being in our mind, our brain, instead of being in our spirits and our souls. So that's number one. Get some type of meditation practice where you're just sitting quietly for 10 minutes a day and you're just allowing whatever comes comes but not giving any energy right and then after a while just upping the time 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes until you get to a comfortable amount of time where you really feel like you're getting inspiration you're getting intuition you're getting answers or you just feel very calm like it's a very calming thing okay so that's number one so number two is journaling Journaling is so, so important when it comes to connecting to our inner girl because 
when you're writing down, when, it, when you're writing, you're connecting directly to your subconscious, particularly when you're doing free writing. Free writing means that you're not really, your goal is this particular. Like you're not like, oh, I'm going to write a paragraph about what happened to me today. That's, you know, that's topic writing. You're writing about a subject. But free writing is you just grab a pen and you just start writing. And when you do that, it will reveal a lot about what is going on within you. So there's two ways to journal. There's the free writing one, which I just described. And then there's two, which is topic writing. So, for example, you can answer a question about, well, why when I don't hear from a guy and it's been two dates, three dates, or I'm sorry, days um, since I last saw him or spoke to him. Why do I feel so anxious? Why do I feel like I need to close the gap and I need to um, reach out? I need to send him a TikTok. I need to send him a post I've seen on IG. I need to do a subliminal post on my stories. Why do I feel the need to close that gap? What fear is coming up? And then you can journal about it. Well, when he, when I don't hear from him in a couple of days, my fear of abandonment is coming to the surface. I feel like he has abandoned me. I feel back to when I was a little girl and my mom, she would be gone for a couple of days because she had to work two overnight shifts and I didn't know if I was going to see her again. And so I equate people not getting back to me in a timely manner that they've abandoned me that they don't care about me that I'm not a priority that journaling and then when you when you are aware of what your issues are that is the key to healing that is the key to healing them is being aware you cannot heal what you are not aware of right like for example if you have something if you have a disease let's say you have an scd right and you have one of those that's not doesn't give symptoms. I don't know which ones don't, but whichever I'm sure there are some that you can have them and they don't give you any symptoms, so you don't know that you have them. Right? So say you have the STD and you don't you never have any symptoms. So you don't know that you have it. But let's say you're one of those people that goes to the doctor on a regular basis, like every three months or whatever, and you get fully checked out. Like, I want STD checking. I want, you know, the full everything. I want full physical, all those type of things. So if you're that person that does that, then um, you will, if you have it, if you have something wrong with you, then it will be caught in the testing of the doctor, right? So you're doing preventative care on a regular basis, right? Or, or you're trying to not only do preventative care, but you're also trying to make sure that you're staying on top of your health, right? So if you do have things that you aren't aware of or things that are not giving you symptoms or symptoms that you may not think are a big deal, so you ignore them, then the doctor can catch it and let you know and you can be on top of things, right? So what this does with the topic journaling, which is also a favorite of mine, is it allows you to figure out what the root cause of the issue is. 
right? Because you may say, oh, I'm always anxious. I have so much anxiety in dating. Like, I don't like to date because when I'm dating someone, I get so anxious. I get so in my feelings. I get really bothered by their behavior. And then I snap on them or I, you know, whatever your outward reaction is, right? But you're not just doing those things because this person is doing something to you. See, that's the thing. A lot of times we think that we're doing something because what or what some outside stimuli is doing to us. But what we need to see about the world is that it's just a mirror. And people are not doing anything to you. You know, it may, and I'm not negating anyone's experiences. If you've had traumatic experiences, you've been sexually abused, mentally abused, physically abused. I'm not saying that any of those things didn't happen, right? I'm not saying that. And I feel for anyone who has been through traumatic experiences, particularly abuse of any form. However, what I am saying is that in your everyday life, when you have encounters with people, particularly the ones that you do not like or you do not care too much for, that is always an opportunity to see what part of what is inside of me that is in some way complementary to this action, right? For example, if you are dating someone and you haven't heard from them in four days and you're feeling anxious, you're feeling panicky, you're feeling like, oh, maybe I was ghosted, you're feeling disappointed, you're feeling sad, you're feeling... So much just anxiety, right? Disappointment, anger. So you may say, well, I feel this way because of what they did, right? But they only triggered something that is inside of you. Because if two people, two different people experience the same thing, we all have different reactions, right? So it's not necessarily what that person is doing that's the problem, right? For example, your best friend who's cool, calm, in dating she hasn't heard from somebody in four days she said oh oh well maybe they weren't interested and she goes and finds somebody else or she busies herself with some other part of her life right that's not triggering her right so it's not the person that is doing the thing that is the problem it's the it's the um root that is being triggered by their behavior so what is happening is that their behavior is jumping off and reflecting and flicking off the wound that is within you based on some traumatic traumatic event that has happened to you most likely from your childhood. So, for example, like I gave you the story of my mother, she worked, and this is just an example, not to do with me or anything, but an example of a mother who works two days in a row and as a small child, you don't understand that she has to do that, right, to keep food on the table. So, you feel like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to see her. You feel abandoned, right? And this is not a conscious thing, but subconsciously, this is what you equate abandonment with. And as you grow up, you think that when people do not let you know their whereabouts, when they are not keeping in constant con- contact with you, so you know where they are, that little girl who felt abandoned comes up to the surface. And you cannot control her because we cannot control the things that we are not aware of. And this is why being aware of your wounds and your triggers and your trauma is so important. So once you become aware of what is going on inside of you and you realize, okay, um, 
we journaled the topic of why why is me not hearing from him in four days really upsetting me and and you have to go deeper than him like if you're writing about oh well he he he," no because he's not the problem because if he didn't do it and another person did it you would also feel the same way so it's not their behavior that's the problem it's what is that triggering we need to remember that word triggering inside of you what wound is that flicking light flicking on because it's that wound that's crying out to be healed to be validated that will keep coming up in every situation and you'll keep attracting people that will keep triggering that wound because the wound is crying out to be healed and that's why we keep attracting the same situations to people because the wound is the wound is crying out to be healed, right? And so when you do the journaling, you figure out, okay, well, this is why I have this issue of extreme anxiety when I don't hear from somebody because my mother, blah, blah, blah. Now, this is not to put blame on your mother, right? As adults, we are, we're not responsible for what happened to us, but it's our responsibility to do the healing because your family, your parents, whoever, they had their own wounds and everyone is doing the best they can. I'm not saying like, again, if someone really did something to you traumatic, that that means that it didn't happen or I'm downplaying it or you shouldn't feel angry or upset with them. But at some point, you have to realize that healing is your responsibility. It's not your parents' responsibility. And your life is not going to change by blaming others. That's the only thing that I'm saying. So do the journaling, right? Do those hard questions of like, especially in those moments of trigger. And I know it's not easy, but take your focus off of that person or that stimuli outside of you and say, why is this stimuli triggering me so much? And keep going. And when you start writing, you'll go deep. You'll, your subconscious will give you the answers of why. Your inner girl will let you know why she's acting the way she's acting. Because it's not you, the adult you, that's getting anxious, that's wanting to curse him out, that's wanting to send a sexy picture or send him a TikTok to say, hey, remember me, like I still exist, trying to get validation. That's not the adult you, that's the inner girl in you. And the inner girl in you, she controls 95% of you. She really does. So you got to get her on your team. You got to get her on your team. And the way to get her on your team is getting her healthy, getting her healed. And healing is never 100%, I personally believe. But you get to a point where certain triggers don't happen to you anymore and they don't affect you right so i know number two was very long so number one was the meditation number two was the journaling and number three as i personally believe is a very very good one is get some type of creative outlet whether that's dance whether you like to dance whether you like to sing whether you're like to write poetry whether you're an artist and you like to do some type of art um, whether you are some type of creative entrepreneur and you create candles and things like that, um, whether you like to do, um, sometimes even if you like to like design or if you like, say, for example, if you like to your home, you like to decorate your home or you like to buy yourself beautiful flowers every week or you like to light candles and you like to sit and really um do some type of activity that's stimulating to you but that's also creative so activities that i'm not talking about are like watching tv um like taking baths 
like taking walks, um, things that are not creating anything, right? That are not creation in the process. So creation is creating something, right? So like I said, I gave you some examples of art, artists, art, drawing, um, writing, um, cooking. That's a great one. Um, creating something from scratch. Like if you make your own candles, um, activities like that, that is that it becomes a hobby or something that you rely on to really feel yourself dancing, singing, right? Um, if you like to volunteer, that's also a good one. Volunteerism is probably one of the best ones because it's always so great when you, especially when you're feeling down or you're kind of disappointed about where your life is, it's always very good to help other people and get your focus off of yourself. And it'll help you in so many ways because it gives you those feel-good endorphins, um, and also, when you put your focus off of other people, I'm sorry, off of yourself and onto other people, you realize really how blessed you are. Um, and, feeling, and feeling and realizing your own blessings really elevates your mood, right? So, volunteering is really good. Like, if you want to volunteer with other girls, you want to help people with tutoring, you want to do um, food drives, clothing giveaways, things like that, right? Helping an elderly person, right? Um, and it doesn't have to be an organized volunteering. I mean, maybe if you just see, you know, you have a neighbor across the street that they're old and they're struggling. And when you go grocery shopping, you decide to pick up a couple extra things for them. Things like that, right? It's creative. You're creating um, a bond with someone else and you're creating a good atmosphere for them, right? And you're also giving because giving is also creation. So things like that, um, I, 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 something that you is unique to you and whatever that is, even if you want to create a podcast like this, creating something, providing information, if you want to get online and teach people, writing a book, doing things like that, creating something, something that is letting your juices flow and that you can get in. And once you start doing it, you realize, oh, I'm really good at this. And it makes you feel good. And it increases your self-esteem. It increases your self-confidence the more you do it. And even if you don't get positive feedback from other people or no feedback whatsoever, at some point, if you keep doing it, other people will recognize you and you will get that feedback. But if you never do, just do it for the joy of, I enjoy doing this, like this podcast. I enjoy spreading knowledge and so I do it. I don't care if there's two people that listen to this episode or 200 people. I'm still spreading knowledge to whoever I'm meant to spread knowledge to because I'm a big believer of whoever you're meant to reach, you will reach. So I'm doing it for those people that I'm meant to reach. So that's one. That's another way. That's another main way that I feel like we need to take self-care of our own inner girl. Right. So number one, meditation, some type of meditation practice Two, journaling is very important. And three, getting creative getting a hobby getting um even if you want to make money off of it make it a side hustle or a business 
Um, but something that you are doing that is unique to you that you personally really enjoy. And if you don't know what you enjoy, try some different things and eventually you'll figure it out. Like if you love to cook, cook, create a cooking channel on YouTube or something like that, or on TikTok. If you like speaking, you like giving information, create a podcast, create a blog, things like that. If you like art and you can draw, draw. If you can paint, paint. If you like to sing, sing. If you like to dance, dance. If you like to create different things, like you like to create ca- candles, you like to create pottery, you like to create, you like to you like to decorate your home, you like to buy beautiful flowers. Do what makes you feel good. Do what makes you feel good, because we only have this one life to live. Supposedly, um, there are different theories about reincarnation, all these other things, but no one knows if that's true. So supposedly you only get this one life to live and just life is about feeling good. We can't wait for other people to make us feel good. Relationships, friendships, families, co-workers. We have to make ourselves feel good because when we feel good on the inside, we naturally attract other people who are interested in contributing to us continuing to feel good right like i said before life is a mirror and so when you feel good when you're happy with yourself when you're happy with your life you attract other people who are also happy with their lives and who will make your life even more happy with their friends family or romantic interests okay so i know this episode is um really jam-packed and i know i spent a lot of time on number two the journaling But I really think that that's very important because journaling has really helped me throughout my healing journey. And I know it will help you all as well if you just really get into it. But the other two are also very important, especially the last one, number three, which is creating. Femininity is about creation, right? Women, we create life, right? So we're creative beings and being feminine energy is about creation. It's about creativity. So you have to find your own way to make an impact on the world with your own personal creativity because the world will notice because it is said that the your gift will make room for you and so whatever creativity you possess it is a gift and if you keep doing it long enough and you do it with your whole heart someone will notice and it will make a room for you not saying you're going to be famous not saying you're going to make a lot of money off of it but it will be noticed and it will be appreciated. It will help at least one other person. Your art will inspire someone. Your dancing will uplift someone. Your singing will be music to someone's ears, right? Something you write will inspire something, somebody. Something that you teach will inspire somebody, right? You don't know who you can reach. Your volunteering, your giving will help someone, right? That's creating and creating is really what we are meant to do as women, and it's really how we connect to our inner girl and we connect to our femininity. So, ladies, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you are interested, I have a book called 21 Days of Feminine Magnetism. It is on Amazon. And this book is about the techniques to get you the relationship that you want, right? But again, as I always say, and I'm going to say in every episode, that is the techniques on the outside. And when I wrote that book, I was very much geared towards the outside. But it has to go in tandem with the inner work. Because if you're just doing the outer work, you're, I'm sorry, yeah, if you're just doing the outer work and neglecting the inner work, your world will always mirror the inner you. 
So even though you're doing everything on the outside, you still may not get the results you want. Um, or they may be very short lived because your inside is still the same. And so the universe always reflects what's going on the inside. But if you want the best results, you want to do the inside work in tandem with the outside work. So that's why I recommend my book. Do it in tandem with the inward, the inner work. So again, that is 21 days to feminine magnetism. And it is on Amazon. All right, ladies, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.